Hi there, and welcome to the Uke Stuff podcast. My name is Chris Russell. I am an elementary music educator. I'm actually in my first year of that, first part of the year of that. And I had taught secondary music, generally choral music, although some other things like strings and music theory and so forth at the high school and middle school levels in the United States for the past uh, 23 years. Actually, one year in the Dominican Republic as well at the middle school level. So I had a comment the other day that I hadn't recorded a podcast in a while, and I responded, that's true. I haven't recorded one since January because I have pushed out so much content on this YouTube channel. So if you are listening to the podcasts, uh, I can imagine that it seems like it's been forever since I've done anything, but in reality, it is just being pushed out there like crazy right now. All sorts of reviews and tutorials and how-to demos, all sorts of things that I've been doing lately. So I've been pretty busy with that. But yeah, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing these podcasts as well, partially because with the podcast, I can jump from topic to topic, or I can have a guest. And we'll talk about guests in a second, because I think we're going to have some good opportunities for that. So uh, again, the podcast, I will try to remember that there are people that listen to this uh, that don't watch it. So as I'm doing things in person, I'll make sure that I at least try to describe what I'm doing and go from there. But this will be really scattered which, with a bunch of thoughts. I'm not even quite sure where everything's going to go today, and that's okay. That's, that's the great power of a podcast is you don't have to have as good of a tight-knit plan in terms of what you're doing, whereas with a video, you kind of have to know exactly where you're going with it or it's a video that shows where it goes. So it's kind of good. So let's get going. First and foremost, if you haven't noticed, uh, Chris Gilbert is a creator, one of the early content creators for the ukulele play-alongs. And she recently bought an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil, and she has found the joy of LumaFusion. So I want to welcome Chris Gilbert to the world of iPad Pro and LumaFusion. It really does open up your possibilities. That touch interface is really friendly. The, the program itself is pretty friendly for making videos. Yeah, you do have to learn a few things, but she's doing some really nice, nice things. And one of the things that she's doing is she's even playing with a slide over. Um, it's, it's called, um, I'm trying to remember the actual terms. It's not keynote, but it's keyframes. There we go. You can actually insert a keyframe on a video and have things slide. So I even played with that with one of my videos that isn't even released yet. Uh, but what I did was I tried and I actually compared making it in my way where the, the transitions dip and then they come back in. By the way, if you've noticed that when I'm making a play along, if you see any of the uke play alongs, uh, I use a dip transition 
which if you're paying attention to it, when it starts to fade, it lets you know that you need to change chords. And it just seems to be just enough time to let you know how to do that. So I tried using that and then made the same little clip. I even contacted Andy Ramos, who is, again, one of my friends and one of the ukulele creators. I said, which one do you think works better? And we talked about it. And yeah, I'm sticking with the dip transition, but it's fun because... Chris coming into, Chris Gilbert coming into this LumaFusion thing also then pushes me to see what else I can do. When you start getting kind of stagnant, now granted you keep trying to push things, but it's always good to have new people that bring new ideas with them. So Chris, welcome to the world of LumaFusion. You're going to love it. Um, if you are interested in making ukulele playlongs, I know that Rachel Webley has a really well-defined uh, tutorial about how to do it on Filmora on PC. I know that Jill Reese has an older version on iMovie that shows how to make it on iMovie. And I have an older video that shows how to do it on LumaFusion. I decided I wanted to update that for what I do now, which includes quite a few more steps than what I used to do. But what I found out in recording the first video was that I tried to do it all in one and I was already going past a half hour and I was like, ah, this isn't going to work. So it became a six-part series. If you're interested, you can find those on the youtube.com slash ukestuff channel and it will really show you how I make those playlongs and hopefully if you want to make playlongs, which is one of the hopes is that other creators will do so, jump on in. We have a Facebook page, which is the ukulele playlongs page and the whole intent was to get more people making videos and I'm not sure that we really have many more people that have joined in. We've got a couple uh, that have joined in the past year or two. But ultimately, we'd love more people to be making content so that people have content to use, which is kind of fun. Uh, some more things. Let's see. Um, branding. Branding. Let's talk about branding. So if you noticed, last summer, I really re reworked everything. And the Ukulele Tenor channel became Uke Playlongs. I opened up the Uke Stuff channel which when the intent was so that someday I could monetize my own content because Facebook made it, or not Facebook, but uh, YouTube made it clear that they were not going to ever monetize the channel with the playlongs. They just basically said it's not going to happen. So when I had my own materials that I was making, I wanted to make sure that I could someday monetize my channel. Well, I'm within 60 people to join the channel to meet the minimum number of people to monetize, but I'm still... I don't know, about 1,500 hour, 1500 viewing hours short this year. Now, the way that things are going, uh, that number should actually be met sooner or later. And, of course, as you get this critical mass of people that join in and are watching videos, that will naturally happen. So that's that's well on its way. The Uke Stuff channel, or the Uke Playalongs channel on YouTube, the whole goal now is to just get to 100,000 subscribers so I can get a Google Play or not a Google Play now, a YouTube Play button that I can display maybe even here on the wall behind me as I'm doing videos and things. would be kind of fun, although it might be bad reflection with, with the ring light and everything. But that's the goal there because there can never be any financial kickback with that. So those two channels are going well, but I rebranded the Uke Stuff thing. And if you notice uh, recently, I've got some t-shirts or some um, polo shirts, and I actually have t-shirts made too, and we'll talk about each of those. If you have a channel and you want to do some branding, there are some really affordable ways to get into some customized clothing. That used to be a really, really expensive thing to do, and it's not so bad anymore. So um, the embroidered stuff that I do all comes from Queensboro, which now have two locations, and they do a real nice job. They don't charge you for the digitizing of your logo. Uh, the shirts go on sale all the time, 
and you can get into polo shirts for well under $10 or $15 each, um, which is tremendous. I mean, you can't pretty much even go to a store and buy a polo shirt for that little money. So just so you know, that's one answer. I have something coming, which is kind of fun. I have some ukulele straps coming eventually, soon. I've got to follow up on that actually today with the Uke Stuff logo on it. Uh, I have t-shirts. I've been using Teespring. I don't really have any complaints there. I try to set the price as low as possible so that if anybody wants to buy one, but really the whole point of me using Teespring is so that I can make my own apparel to wear around and support my own channel, not really so that others wear it. Although a couple people did buy my 2020, uh, the year of the Hawaiian D7 t-shirt that I created, which is kind of fun. Um, then also, another thing that I'm doing, if you noticed on my Anya Nova, it has the Uke Stuff logo on the fretboard. That's actually new and it's a matte one. Um, a video will have come out, by the time that this podcast is released, a video will have come out showing uh, you know, the difference between this and the gloss one. So that's kind of fun to encourage as well. So um, if you are interested in promoting your channel, there are some really cost-effective ways of doing it. I know that Ukuleleans has been using Redbubble, and the shirt that I ordered from Ukuleleans looks really nice too from Redbubble. That's another person that I would probably encourage to use. So excited about that. Very excited. If you've noticed on the channel, there's been a ton of new Ukuleles. Some have been sent to me to review. Some have been sent to me as a thank you for work that I've done. And I've bought a couple as well. And in fact, even today, I'm considering whether or not I buy um, a particular vintage ukulele that isn't that expensive, but just I'm considering it. So uh, the ukulele that I want to show you, it's going to be coming up for review in a couple of weeks. Is And if you're, again, listening to this, you're not going to see it. But it's the Flight Spirit Concert Ukulele. It's made out of solid acacia, and it just has a beautiful gorgeous wood pattern and a nice clear light tone it's not a super boomer and it has a pickup um, I, I do need to set it up a little bit one of the things I love about it is that uh, flight arranged to have it sent to me without any uh, luthier or anybody looking at it before it was sent out so I know that I'm getting exactly what a person would be buying it this is on flight's high end of cost. Uh, this is a $550 ukulele, and it is worth every penny. It's really, really nice. Um, for those of you that are listening, it has a really, really unique headstock that is a slotted headstock without a middle part. It's just really striking. It has tech ebony, which means um, a a fake wood fretboard which is awesome because it means you're not going to get fret sprout which is really important you've got beautiful acacia solid acacia a nice uh, a really good pickup that um, i've used a couple times and it seems just to work just fine although i need to get a preamp module for my ukuleles it, it just it's just a gorgeous ukulele a gloss body with a flat textured neck or a satin textured neck just it's just gorgeous so that's one example of a few ukuleles that have shown up i also have a brand new coco bolo that i'm not going to pick out right now that's in the case in another part of the basement here where i record these videos so one of the things that i was thinking about was what what ukuleles are still on my wish list so one of them that i'm thinking about today is a northern ukulele a little history about the northern 
Yeah, Jay Chalmers Doan, who basically brought ukulele to Canadian schools and impacted much of the Canadian music education system. I think we like to think that every school in Canada had ukulele, but they didn't. But it was certainly in various spots, and it still continues today because of his work. At the time, in the 1970s, there weren't a whole lot of affordable and good ukuleles available. So he worked to make a ukulele that was made in Japan and then shipped back to Canada. It was called the Northern Ukulele. It's kind of crazy looking, but they worked really well. And I'm working on buying one of those, and I think I may buy it today. So we'll see what happens there. That's on my list. Also, there are a bunch of ohanas that I look at and just want. Um, there's a Vita replica uke. I, the Vita kind of has these seals on it and it's kind of pear-shaped. Um, I'd like to get one of those someday. They have a Martin III replica that is gorgeous and if you're going to buy a real Martin III you're going to spend lots and lots of money. Their Martin III replica made of solid mahogany is very affordable comparatively um, in the hundreds versus thousands so that's kind of neat. Um, there are other ukuleles like their Nunes uh, replica, the S, the 28 models, the CK28, that I really like. So there are a bunch of Ohanas on my list. I just love Ohanas replicas. I think they're fantastic. Um, there's the Kala. I don't actually long for a lot of Kala ukuleles. I know that sounds strange. I think they're great. I, I love Kala. I even applied to work there. Didn't hear back, but I applied to work there um, as an educational consultant or an educational rep. Didn't hear anything back. But I love Cala's products, but generally I'm really interested in all over the place, being all over the place with ukuleles, and I have a bunch of Cala's already. You could probably talk me into their Cedar Top model, because I've heard a lot of good things about the Cedar Top. I have that Spruce Top Soprano, which is one of my most recommended ukuleles in the $150 price range. But uh, they have an Arch Top tenor. I wish it was concert, and it's in black, and it has F-holes on it. I love how that instrument looks. I've played them. I don't necessarily love how they sound, but I love how they look, and they look cool enough that I want one. It's kind of weird. There's a Nui Nui, which started off as kind of a budget brand a little bit from the ukuleles that I saw. They kind of got their feet in the water and then started making, like, unbelievable, awesome, um, high-level ukuleles. Now, granted, there are ukuleles that even go higher level, but people like Tobias uh, Eloff perform on a new anyway so there's a brand um, a model line of theirs called the moonbird that i would love to get and uh, in the concert size they're just they look tremendous i think they have a spruce top they're beautiful i'd like to get one of those would love to get a kamaka probably a concert maybe a soprano long neck i would even take a soprano if i can find a hundredth anniversary that's affordable used in a couple years i'd love to do that or else at some point when the Yuxta channel actually starts earning some money. I'd love to take some of that money and put it aside for a future trip to Hawaii. And when in Hawaii, I would love to buy a Kamaka and bring back a Kamaka. And then my number one ukulele that's on my wish list is the best ukulele I've ever heard on a recording period. Um, just the, the tone quality. And that's the Blackbird Clara. And they are easily... $1,300 to $1,500, so it's a big expense. So I, I watch the, you know, the ukulele forums, but it's going to be a while before I can afford one of those. And again, I am blessed beyond belief with ukuleles. I enjoy having them. They don't take up much room. And really, if you look at all of my ukuleles, they still don't have the value of my single 
tuba as a as a concert tuba player. Um, in my past, I have my my tuba, and that horn is worth all of my all of my collection of ukuleles plus more. Maybe someday I'll do a, a podcast on just my ukulele collection, but we'll see. So, all right, let's talk about my publishing schedule. I've been kind of going crazy with the time off this week. Not crazy, but like working really hard on videos. My boys were at school all week. Although we've got an interesting thing here and um, talking about the virus and its impact in our culture. Uh, I live in Wisconsin. I teach in Minnesota, but in Wisconsin, the governor has called off school starting uh, next Wednesday when I record this on the 18th. And ultimately, that means that my boys are going to be off school through what would normally be their spring break plus more. And as a teacher in Minnesota, uh, we have not yet had school called off, although um, some of the other states that, that are already doing that also went through the same process of we're not going to cancel school, whatever, whatever, and then boom, things change. So we'll see what happens with that. But if I have continued time off, I'll be continuing to make more content. But here's my publishing schedule. Since I think that my goal the entire beginning of the year was to publish one play along a week. And I think that's pretty fair when you have to do three different types plus a tutorial. I am back though. I am like um, behind in that schedule because early in the year I was traveling with my family and didn't have a lot of time to, to do content. So I, I missed a couple weeks there and I missed a week here there. So when this video drops or when this podcast drops, there will be a couple weeks here where there's two play-alongs a week, and then I'll try to get back into the one a week unless there's an extended break with the virus, and then I might be able to make some more content. I think there's some really exciting things coming. Um, I, I was doing some odd holiday stuff, such as Everlasting Fruitcake, which was done in one of my elementary schools as a, as a school song. I thought I'd make it. Things like that. I've made some odd things, but I think that um, the things that I'll be releasing next week will be much more applicable to many more people. And then the other one is Instrument Reviews, the Ute Guide Reviews on Fridays. And thankfully, a whole bunch of really great instruments have shown up at my house, and I've been able to um, review some of those. And again, if you are a ukulele uh, company or ukulele vendor that would love for me to review one of your products. A um, couple things. Number one, you don't have to pay me ever to include an ukulele in a review. That's that's what I enjoy doing. So I don't ask for payment or anything. Number two, although you can certainly send it to me and let me keep it, I am also happy if you want to pay for return shipping is after a review to send it back to you. So if you are a ukulele again company or a vendor that would like me to review, just get in touch with me. I believe that there's a address in the YouTube channel, and also you can go to my website, ukestuff.info, and you can find that there. But those reviews showing under the Uke Guide review, and in connection with that also, the one-minute ukulele review. I've been struggling like crazy. How to, how to integrate Instagram. I know Instagram is huge. My wife has been on Instagram for years, but I just without being able to put links into things and everything, I just couldn't figure out how to leverage YouTube or uh, Instagram in any good way. Uh, I would post occasionally like a picture of the latest play along and say, hey, go to the website and check it out. But that just, I don't know, it just wasn't it. And you don't necessarily want to drop the play along on Instagram. Maybe I will. I don't know. I'm going to see how that all goes in the future. But as for right now, what I'm going to do is continue to make these one-minute ukulele reviews. I even made a little song kind of goes like this. It's the one minute ukulele review. 
and I started doing that after the first couple because I realized that it's no good to have a ukulele review without actually hearing how it sounds. So taking five of the 60 seconds, and by the way, why 60 seconds? Because that's the cutoff for the Instagram feed. You get 60 seconds there. So I try to cover three pro positives. I said positives. Three positives on every instrument, three negatives on every instrument, and just the price and, and that sort of thing. So you'll be seeing those if you haven't already. And of course, all that content also shows up on the YouTube page. And I've also been putting it on my Facebook feed. If you're interested, I started a group for the uke stuff world of stuff you are welcome to join it um, right now it has one member which is just me but if you are a person that wants to talk further about topics on this podcast topics on the uke stuff channel topics on the uke playalongs channel topics on the uke stuff.info blog you are certainly welcome to join there and have that discussion. I just haven't marketed it much. I just wanted to put it out there for starters. Tied into that, I have been working with Flight, and that's part of the reason why Flight sent me this really wonderful instrument. I'm holding that spirit again. Um, is I've been working with Flight in a couple ways, but one of the ways I've been doing it is working with them with a monthly post about issues with ukuleles and things you might want to know. So we've talked about a few things such as when you change your strings. Um, currently I'm on the topic of what strings were on your flight and the next one is okay so if you don't like those strings here's what you can try and the one in April is going to be about Logi which is going to be kind of fun to write and it's a challenge because you only get 2200 words and in fact I try to keep it around 2000 words alone so I have to really make sure that it's brief and to the topic, oh yeah, we covered humidity too. If you are interested in reading any of those, those also show up on the ukestuff.info page. And there's even, uh, I, you know, you filter by topic. You can even filter by the flight uke tips and you can check those out. So that's been kind of fun as well. So um, talked about the publishing schedule, talked about everything else. I think that covers all of the loose ends that I haven't talked about in, in the past weeks. Again, it's been super busy on the channels. I've provided a lot of content and you start to worry that your voice just gets also um, worn out. But again, you have to keep creating content on a steady basis. So at the very least, there'll be one play along a week and one ukulele review a week. And I'm hoping and expecting that ukuleles will continue to filter and that I can review. And I still have quite a few of my own that I haven't reviewed yet. So I think that pretty much covers everything I wanted to talk about in this podcast. I'll probably leave later and think, oh, I didn't talk about that and I really wanted to talk about that, but that's okay. Um, to everybody that's uh, dealing with the effects of the virus, uh, ultimately the, the thing I'd want to say to you is this, which is, um, I've seen both ends where people are terrified, and I've seen both ends where people pretend like there's not a problem. Um, number one, just play it safe. It's a great time to remember to do those things we need to do to keep ourselves healthy all the time. As an elementary teacher, I'm really aware of that. And even though I'm not in the most at-risk age group, I certainly know a lot of people in the ukulele world just um, here in the, the Twin Cities area where I live that are. In fact, they've canceled the ukulele groups recently with the intent of, with the statement of most of us are at that, that most at-risk category. So for those people, um, number one, just be safe. 
you know, isolate as much as you can, take care of yourselves. But to those of you that might be a little more um, critical of the whole thing, just remember, um, every time you see those statistics and you see that someone has passed away, that's someone's husband, wife, father, mother, grandfather. Um, it can be really easy to detach ourselves from the human side of it. And things aren't going to be okay for those people, and they're never going to be the same again. So with that in mind, um, if you're a praying person, definitely just be praying for our world and praying for everybody that's affected by this virus, especially those that have lost people that they love. Um, just keep that in mind and spread that goodwill. I mean, I would think that would go right along with the whole aloha spirit of, of ukulele and the things that we do. So uh, keep safe. And again, if I end up with an extended break here because of the virus, it'll just give me a chance to do some more things. And um, if there's a possibility that if I do really get a lot of time, we can even do some things like some online community things or an online lesson stealing like the idea from Pete McCarty, or I could even talk with Pete. And actually, oh yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about before I leave too, is that uh, if there is an extended break here, I'm going to be reaching out to some of the other content creators and seeing if we can do some more uh, podcasts with interviews with people, maybe even get a couple people at one time and talk about things. And then I'd love to stretch out to other people in other parts of the world. Um, Pete McCarty would love to have you guys get a chance to meet him. Um, maybe do a face-to-face a -face with my friend David, um, who's Eukster Brown, who is really in the education world, but that's okay because it's Uke stuff. But... Well, he does teach, but not in the context of like K through 12 or something like that, or elementary and primary, primary, secondary education. And then um, also still have a long-term goal of talking with uh, Bernadette and letting you guys see a little different side of Bernadette, because I think music teacher, music teacher, we would bring something else out there that you might not see. Would love to talk with the Mims of Mims Ukes, maybe talk with Mike um, down at the Uke Republic, talk with the other Mike at Mainland at some point. Would love to get some of those other content things there for you too. So that's the goal. That's where we're going. I hope that things are well for you, that you're safe and healthy. And as usual, this podcast will return when there's something to say. So thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we will catch you next time. Eight of eyes, eight of